evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Radio Station EXP. Tonight we are featuring an interview with a very peculiar-looking gentleman who goes by the name of Mr. Paul Caruso and the dodgy subject of are there or are there not flying saucers or UFOs. Uh, please, Mr. Caruso, could you give us your regarded opinion on this nonsense about spaceships and, and even space people? As you all know, we just can't believe everything we see in here. Mm. Now, if you will excuse me, I must be on my way. <laughs> This is uh, what does it all mean podcast? Is this working at all? Yes. Uh oh. Actually, this is pretty cool. Can you hear me, Mr. Lewis? I can hear you, Mr. Lewis. (laughs) Why is that not coming through? (laughs) I'm not hearing. I like the fact that we're at different angles, but I'm not hearing. Are you hearing me? I can hear you. Yeah, I can't hear you. Let me see what I'm doing here. Oh, hold that's on, a good angle. A second here. Better angle. Here we right. Uh, you know, it get it's actually more interesting this way. We we, we should have a conversation. I can't hear a word. I'm just gonna read your lips. <laughs> Is that okay? I'm just gonna read your lips. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, you can't hear me. Hold on. Why is this not working? Um. Let me let me go out and come back in. Exactly. Try that. You got it. So, anyways, this is this is a what does it all mean podcast. I am James Lewis. That is Greg Lewis. Having some technical difficulties. Hopefully, you can get back on. But what's going on, everybody? Happy uh, happy now. I guess would be Sunday, right? Happy Sunday. It's been an interesting week. Kind of horrible with all the uh, the shootings and uh, weird weird things that have been happening in in America. Okay, let's see if we can do this again. View request go live with three Greg. Heck yes! It's also um, like the Persian New Year too. It was like yesterday. Okay, let's see. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can we? Can we, can we I can, can hear, hear you me this time. Uh, yes, yes. You can hear me. I can't hear you. Hold on. Damn. I'm gonna try something else here. Yes. We got an hour to figure it out. I'm going to have to start using, um, technology sucks. Are you using, are you using earphones? Yeah, I am, but, uh, I just shut them down. Yeah. 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 Take them off. You know, it's strange that that doesn't work that way. Did you already, uh, uh, have not had that experience yet? 
Sometimes you it hear happens. Me now? Yeah. There you are. Okay, we're gonna take these out. There we go. I told you it was the aliens. You knew they were <laughs> gonna interfere with this conversation. They're trying From the to start. Sabotage. You knew it was gonna happen. They're trying to sabotage. The minute we we started like chatting, <laughs> you know, and I said, okay, we're gonna like do this. We're gonna have a really good time doing it. The alien said, fuck no. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. Exactly. So, bro. so much for the technology around us. How are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? Good, good. I'm going to turn it up a little louder. Hold on. Definitely. This is this is Greg Lewis, by by the way, everyone. Oh yes, this is this is Greg trying to turn up his volume. Better known as Three Greg. Three uh, Greg. I Three Greg. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, my friends started calling me that after uh, they realized I had three G's in my name, and they they wouldn't let it, they won't let it go. You know. Yeah. So in the end, and by the way. Even my sound is being interfered with by the aliens. Okay. Of course. All right. So we're just going to hold. I'm just going to like do this. And then every now and then I'm going to jar over here. Then I'm going to jar over there. Now over there, you know, for, you know, we need camera angles, right? Definitely. Or maybe Definitely. just talk to my chin, right? You know, my <laughs> double chin. How, how's it going? It, it's going well. Uh, in, in kind of, talking to you briefly before we had a, a little pre-interview you know the one thing that was was interesting between us is, is the lewis name you know and so at that point i was i was bored and i looked it up you know i, I wanted to find the roots of what lewis really was okay and i don't know if you know uh actually um you have to understand uh, lewis is like smith to me you know, it I is mean, it's so generic it, it's very yeah, generic. It, there was at some point you know, somebody said, I need a name to get away from my other name. Yeah. And I'm going to be Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that, then my, my family goes back, you know, it, there are Bernsteins and Cohen's, right? Nice. Um, and during, um, the, during the 30s, when uh, my grandfather, you know, decided to open up a club in uh, Florida, yeah, we're talking about like, you know, the mob and all that crap yeah. uh you know and uh he uh you know came to the conclusion that a jewish last name and gotta understand this is florida but very few people understand that this whole jewish florida thing happened much later yeah it wasn't yeah, happening yeah. in the 30s you know so he had a so he changed his name you know to to lewis you know because you know lewis what's that smith it's john you know there you know, is a there is a yeah. definite connection. That's one of the things that they definitely said that there was a Jewish um, connection to that. By the way, one of one of the things because I I looked it up. So there was like yeah. three three things, and the first thing was like basically the origin came from like England and like Wales, which obviously that's where kind of I'm from, and then um, it goes even back deeper to like the like Latin meaning, and like the Latin meaning is like is like Lois and more or less like Leviticus, okay? And that meaning kind of is, here it goes, we are the, um, what is it? We are the, the victors in the athletic games. That's what it means in Latin. <laughs> we are the victors of the... <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, That's great. awesome. So we cheers were to actually that. The, uh, we were actually the, uh, the um, contestants that were thrown to the Lions right and, you know they were Definitely. saying hey run as fast as you can 
That's so if true. Tie, if you could tire those monsters out, you win, right? <laughs> right. Most of the time, they, they didn't work, but <laughs> we so, had a running shot. We did. We did. We awesome. had a running shot. Oh, man. So uh, this is great. Okay, so tell me. Uh, so, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. You know, you... Uh, uh, I think I saw you playing music on... Um, and you were jamming to something. And, some, and I just thought, oh, I like that. I was about the sum total of me discovering uh, you. Um, it was uh, your music. Basically, okay, so when I was like a young kid, I remember this is, this is, this is the, the real shit. When I was a kid, I remember going to like in the fifth grade, going to, you know, that camp. The uh, Okay, this is crazy. I was so not poor, but came from a, a different family where I was from this one school, couldn't go to the fancy snob trip. So then I had to go to this other school to go to this other trip. Like, and that was like going to the Sierras or something. And when we went there, you know, it was cold. I didn't like it. I'm from, I'm, I like it down here. And all of a sudden, this guy comes out with a guitar, you know, he just comes out with a guitar and I'm an impressionable kid. And he's just start strumming some chords and he's just like, you know, doing some magic things, you know, he's like, I'm Gandalf and this, you know, trip really sucks. Did, did he offer you any candy? No, like, okay, this is the thing. He was just, I, I, I'm just a little worried. I was just a little worried about you. No, believe me, I'm sure there were people like that, but you know, I I was raised really well to keep away from strangers for real, <laughs> and so not strangers with guitars, obviously. Well, he was in the front of like, um, how do I explain it? Like, I was always kind of like a shy kid, and so he was in the like in the front of everyone, like in the auditorium, and he was actually just performing to everyone, playing songs. And to me at that age of like, whatever, in the fifth grade, that was magic, man. Like seeing somebody just pull out this piece of wood with strings on it and he starts doing melodies and- Oh yeah. Yeah, it just, it, it blew just my much. mind. Yeah, that's so like wild. at that point, that's what I, I, I knew even at that point I needed to do that. So- oh, that's, Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, 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 so how old were you back then when that uh, happened? I was like in the fifth grade. I, I, in ridiculous- So how did you get to the guitar? How did you get the guitar? How do you, you just go, mom, dad, you know what? It's going to be rock and roll. Just, okay. just buy the guitar. Okay. Just do it. This is real. I'm going to be supposed to be interviewing, interviewing you, by the way. So, uh, oh, quick, okay. Well, we'll get to that. Quickly. We'll so uh, when I was young, you know, I asked my mom for, you know, the guitar. And she was just like, you know, I come from a divorce home. And my mom's like, no, you can have a Nintendo because it was the 80s. And I'm like, whatever, I, I want a guitar, you know? And then I tell my dad, like, hey, I, I want a guitar. And he's just like, you're not getting a guitar. They didn't want me to have musical instruments. They were hippies, but they just didn't want it because I think that they What's feared. What's those hippies? They, they I, never, you know, everything is upside down with those people. Right? Think. And then they turn into their parents. And, I mean, we all yeah. do it. So, you know, basically, I, I, I never got that guitar. And my friend Ricky came. He came over to my house when I was, like, 15 years old. And it was crazy because I'll never forget it. Like, I took his guitar for, like, I'm all, let me borrow this for a while. And then I just wouldn't give it back. And then one day, <laughs> he, like, kicked in my door. And he's like, give me my fucking guitar back. And I gave it to him. And, and yeah. Oh. And then I didn't get one until I was about. 26 and i was in a relationship with this. wait wait to wait so 21 years uh had to go by yeah it was a while before you actually got yeah. a guitar in your hand and it meant so much more wow. it meant a lot more. like a journey of some sort i'm sure there's lots of you know you know uh, pivots and 
detours and you know yes. things to conquer you know and did you walk by a window like you know a pawn shop and there was a guitar hanging there and said one day i'm gonna get that sucker is there anything like that or maybe just went to guitar center and just shop that's around. a tough one uh, you know what no there there was there was a uh my first guitar ever was a um just a cheap 50 dollars guitar i know it sounds stupid but like I was a young, I'm also a UPS driver, okay? And I was a very young UPS driver making very little. And there was this FedEx driver. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. UPS doesn't need to hear that right now. <laughs> no, now, <laughs> I, now I'm all good. This, was, this is when you're up and coming. But uh, there was this FedEx driver and he was, he was playing this guitar. He was in a Beatles cover band. And I actually asked him, I said, uh, I said can you teach me how to play? And he said, he said bring me $50 tomorrow. And when you do, uh, you know, I'll, I'll teach you how to play. And so I, I didn't really have that 50 bucks. Somehow I scrounged it. Somehow I, I needed to get it. I scrounged it, got the 50 bucks, gave it to him. And then I just had this blue fake Stratocaster that was worth 50 bucks. And at that point, that's where it all started, you know? And, well, that's, that's, that's a great story. Yeah. Uh, now, tell, now tell me your story. What's my story? Well, yeah. You know, you know, I, 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 I'm not as uh, not as uh, eventful as that. Uh, you know, I uh, I do have a guitar story when I was young, like yours. It's, it's a you know, it's a little interesting. I, I you know, I came out to California in 1970. Nice. Um, as a, you know, as a kid, I was a kid. All right, yeah. everybody. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like throwing all this shade at me that I wasn't born here. Uh, you know, uh, so I came out to, and, and we moved to Venice, California. And people, you know, if you go to Venice today, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's nice. I mean, lots of street people and homeless and all that. And $5 million homes in between, right? Yeah, everything you know, in between. Yeah, everything in between. Well, it really actually wasn't that dramatically different, except for the canals itself today are kind of pretty. You know, it's nice to walk over and check out. Back then, it was like, it was really seedy. Um, that we moved right into that area and you weren't supposed to go out at night at the canals. Lots of drug dealers, lots of, uh, you know, people messed up on whatever they were messed up on back yeah. then, you know, yeah. and, and people got shot, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was a serious place, which was really strange because we kind of, I came from kind of a, like a, wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't, totally idyllic but it was a beautiful neighborhood back in boston you know where awesome. it came from right yeah so awesome. moved out to venice the it's like you go from you know four seasons you know uh there's tons of color in fall you know and spring is really beautiful and you know winter is just white as shit you know well back then it was yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean and then you come out to like you know venice you know and it's like smog I mean, you have no idea how bad the air was back then, right? It was less like they, somebody somebody took a, a you know a razor blade and sliced the sky and let the color bleed out. <laughs> you know that that's that was my impression of you know of, of Venice, California, nineteen seventy. Yeah, and um, and so you know we got there, you know, and uh, immediately met this kid. You know, he was like a <laughs> he'd be like a you know he was one of those you know. Uh, stand by me the kid with the little you know, the white t-shirt jeans and the butch cut hair you know all that stuff and chris he was chambers. a neighborhood kid chris What's chambers that? chris chambers i think ah, there you go. yeah oh yeah. stand by me's favorite movie bro <laughs> Don't even ah, there we go 
See, Lewis, Lewis, the connection, <laughs> the connection is there. So, you know, and it's like, so this kid befriends me and, uh, you know, I'm Jewish, by the way. I mean, yeah. I don't like that, but I'm Jewish and, um, you know, uh, not practicing. Yeah. Recovering. Maybe recovering is a better way. Of, um, That's, awesome. That's awesome. And so, so this kid, you know, we, we, you know, he doesn't really care. You know, I'm a new kid on the block and I'm white. Yeah. Yeah. That, that played a role in this, this kid's family. You know, Confederate I know flags and all that, that. Yeah. yeah. So he, so he says, oh, so he's going to show me the ropes, and we're, you know, where, where not to go, where to get in a fight with the Mexican gangs, where to get in a fight with black gangs, where to get in a fight. You know, so I'm like, yes. okay, this is this is good information. Yeah. You know, for a kid, you know, I mean, you need to know this stuff, right? So we're we're hitting like we hit the canals anyway, because you know it was his neighborhood, you know, and he knew when to be out, when not to be out, you know, and 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 when to get you know tough on people. This is a 10, 11 year old kid, right? Yeah, definitely. The kid was a badass, right? And so we're walking along and we see, you know, the guitarist, the person you're talking about. Actually, there's about four, four or five people sitting up, you know, hippies hanging out on their, you know, hippie house, uh, smoking joints, playing, you know, the guitar, right? And this, and we just wander up. My friend was really bold, wandered up, hey, man like that and this dude just looks over and goes it's like a little joint and he fucking hands it to the kid right yeah <laughs> and he takes a toke and he hands it to me and i oh man and this guy starts these guys start playing it's actually really cool you know like that. this is beautiful music man i don't know if it was because it was high or is it the fact that said do you got you know you you know uh you know, you guys like should have a band. And they started laughing and said, yeah, we have, we, we're in a band. You know, we have a band. And he goes, I go, oh, what's your name? And the guy goes, The Doors. No. Okay, so here's the thing. It, you know, so I don't really know The Doors. Yeah. You remember my, that age and everything like that. But I did hear a couple of their songs later. And I was thinking, you know, uh, maybe it was bullshit, maybe not. I meet uh, Robbie, uh, um, Robbie Krager. Krager. Yeah, Krager later, you know, and I tell him this story. And he goes, Oh, man, I'm so sorry, dude. We we probably shouldn't have handed you that joint. And I go, What? He goes, Yeah, we lived on the canals. They had a house there. That is awesome. And I was like, Wait, so that was, and he goes, Yeah, apologize about that. Yeah, it was a different time, man. <laughs> he, yeah. he was so embarrassed that he had some joint. That's amazing. And I was thinking, yeah, is that kind of cool? Well, no, that that's amazing. Yeah, that was my introduction to uh, L.A. You know, that was happening. That happened the first week I was there, right? And wow. uh, so I stood. Uh, yeah, you stood around, you know what I mean? The, you know, well, sort of stayed in place, you know, and um, ended up uh, getting educated here and then uh, got into a career of public radio of all things. Nice. Yeah, I was a I was a recording engineer. You know, I didn't. You know, it was back in the old recession days and stuff. So, you know, learn to do something. Everyone out there, learn to do something that makes you money. Wait, exactly. My finger. There. Yeah. My finger's pointing at you. You. Anybody there? Just wave. Oh no, they're the there. They're there. If you see my friend <laughs> Brian, he's a skateboarder, and he said uh, up up here, he said Dogtown for uh, for Venice. You know, yeah, all about the skateboarding culture there. You know, so yeah. yeah, Dogtown. Hold on, we go. You'll you'll see. Um, it's my old gang here. I had an artist do this for me. Can you see that? Or, I can. That's awesome. That's totally yeah, yeah. awesome. And of course, the classic. This is Tim Jackson's work. I don't know if you know Tim Jackson. 
He's a uh, t- Tim's a he's a skateboarder. He, his era was the '80s. Yeah, you know, uh, so my, was mine. My, <laughs> so was mine. I, yeah, yeah. His, his that was his era, you know. And uh, he did these the, these boards for me. All all this is about memory, by the way. All those boards are about memory. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah, oh, I just definitely. wanted to remember my time back then. I knew Tony Alva. I knew, uh, you know. Jeff, you know, Jeff Ho himself, you know, I'm still friends with him. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you meet a lot of interesting people out here on the West Coast, right? When I was eight years old, my first skateboard was a Jeff Grosso. Uh, my second was a Jeff Lucero. Uh, my third was a Jason Lee. I mean, dude, oh, why I am I remembering those things? You know, <laughs> One more Jeff. <laughs> yeah, like it just keeps going, man. Like not as, I had a Nottis Coppice. I remember this when I was, when I was, about 10, there was a th- this thing called the Skate Escape. And ironically, the Chili Peppers were playing this, like, skateboarding event in Irvine, okay? And all these people that were, like, uh, Tony Hawk, Christian Asoy, whoever won the uh, competition got to skate while the Peppers were, were playing. I'm, like, I think I'm 12 <laughs> years old, okay? This thing is called the Skate Escape, and it changed my life. And I, I remember like going up to all these skaters and being like, can I your autograph? Like they're gods, like they're Jesus or something. And at that point, they thought that they were. They thought that they were bigger than anybody. And they oh, really yeah. were. You know, Tony. Totally. You know, it's interesting because, I, you know, I went to school with some of those. Like, you know, Jay Adams. You remember Jay? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I went to school with him. He. You know, and he, you know, he was a little surfer prick. You know, I mean, you know, we, we <laughs> it, you know, it really, you know, the thing is that it, I, I would never take away from his accomplishments, by the of way. Course. I mean, you know, the guy did what he did, you know. Yes. But from a, you know, he, he wasn't really anybody you truly wanted to be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he was still, you know, he'd steal something from you. And, you know, back then we were kids and everything like that, but still was uncool. You of know? course. You know, and, uh, he, he, to imagine that these people became idolized later. And I knew yep. them, you know, I mean, yep. you know, and, you know, it was like, I'm still here, by the way, in um, the area, you know, where, so, so I'm not far from Beethoven's market, if anybody knows anything about the Z boys. Well, anyway. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one thing that I know about the, that, that area, my favorite guitar player, my favorite band is really not just the doors, but my, my nineties band is from that area. It's porno for pyros. And they, they, oh, yeah. they, they are fucking amazing. They okay. are. I, yeah, I, fucking I've been amazing. lucky That's enough right. to play with the guitar player. He's played with my band like three times, and every time he's played, hey, I just we're, like, we're doing we're not worthy in this conversation now. <laughs> it's oh my dude. god! Now you had to go do that to me. You had like I could only come up with the fucking doors. You had to come up with the pirates. All right. Okay. Fuck it. Okay. I'm okay. Here. I'm okay. not even. Thank you guys. It was nice. I'm too embarrassed. To be okay. Here. Now let me take this back. Now let me take this back. As the Robbie Krieger thing. Okay. I got, I got, as you want to talk about Robbie Krieger, we opened for Robbie Krieger twice. Okay. And okay. This is a weird connection, right? I know it is. I mean, and we're I having a real this weird, up earlier. We, by the way, audience, we have never met before. No, we have never really had a long chat. We had a little chat earlier today. Yes. And that's it. So none of this is pre-planned. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. So I met Robbie Krieger the first time uh, in Pasadena and uh, we were opening and all my friends are getting pictures of him, and I'm the I'm the lead singer of the band. I want a picture, so we did great. And then all of a sudden, you know, this is what I love I'm the way you said. I'm the lead singer of the band. Man. I need a, I need my picture, and I need my time with Robbie. 
and uh, and my dad loved like the Doors, so that was my big accomplishment. So I I run up to Robbie. I'm finally kind of alone with him, and I go, "Hey, man, like my dad really loved the Doors." And I go, "I go, I do of course too, but I go like my dad loved them," and like two seconds later, he's kind of like doing one of these, and then I go, I go like his son's more my age and I, and he was the fake, he's the fake Jim Morrison out of the new doors. And, and I go, Hey, where's your son at? I need to talk to him. And as soon as I said that, I saw this kind of movement like this swear. Right. And all of a sudden security comes out of nowhere and they tackle my ass and they go, Hey, Hey, Robbie's not having this. You got to go. Robbie's not having. And then I pull that lead singer shit. I'm all, I'm the lead singer. I need to be here. Ah, ah. And they're all buddy. You're fucking out of here. And I'm like, <laughs> I have a similar story, but it involves Tim Leary. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Give me it. Give me that. Oh, you want to hear that one? All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, kids, get the popcorn. All right. <laughs> so um, I told you, know, I, I told you I got into public radio, right? I, there's a prelude to all this, which we have to introduce to make the other part of the story work. Um, so um, back in the 70s, um, early 70s, my old man took over a radio station called KPFK in Los Angeles, it's the most far left station in the country. Right. And it's kind of like a shadow of what it once was, you know, I mean, there's still some good shows on it, but back then it was really a radical place. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was during the time that the Nixon era, that's Dick Nixon, Tricky. Does anybody know Tricky Dick? No. Of course, uh, I want to hear, I want to see if anybody in your audience actually knows who Richard Nixon is. Okay. All right. All right. So he was, a, he was a fucking weirdo, man. He was a crazy motherfucker. Donald Trump is kind of Nixon light. Of course. Cause you know, in the end, Trump didn't have his, the Nixon's political skills. But at least Nixon bowed out and didn't just keep continuing like this uh, not, well, bullshit but, facade. Yeah. But we don't know if he had Twitter. <laughs> If that man could tweet, we would have, who knows, he'd be, it would have been a dictatorship, maybe. I yeah, think. it's scary. You know, yeah, it is kind of scary when you think about it, you know. Yep. Um, you know, but anyway, so my my old man. Look, wait, hold off. up. Look, look, look at Brian. He's like, I am not a crook right there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good, Brian. The Met. It's going to probably turn out that he's like a history teacher or something. <laughs> it's like we have no idea what this guy knows. We're just like this by comparison. Anyway, so the story goes that um, there was um, back in the 70s, there was a lot of um, what do you, um, domestic terrorist groups. Mm -hmm. Actually, you look it up. There were by the dozens back then. I mean, mm -hmm. now most people were more familiar with the, the ones that were made popular, like the, you know, the Weather Underground. The SDS, of course, was more open. You know, they were like more political, uh, but they had some radical components. Of course, you know, the Black Panthers and we could go on. Um, there was one specific group called the SLA, the Civilianese Liberation Army. Yes. And yes. Uh, they, they they kidnapped the, the, the kidnappers of Patty Hearst. I remember this, yes. Yeah. So they were dropping off communiques to my old man's radio station because that was the only place they would drop a communicator. I mean, they, you know, because they would play the tape, they would play what they said, you know, and they would do it for public interest, you know, in other words, you know, for them, it was journalism, you know, yeah. they weren't going to like, they didn't censor it. They did here's what the, you decide, are they crazy? Do they make sense? You know, whatever, you know, and, you know, of course 
some of it made sense. Some of it was crazy. You know, it's kind of a mixture of both. You know, they, you know, and and they pulled off the big stunt where they got uh, Patty Hearst's dad to feed the poor. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now remember, these guys are not cool people. Really. Yeah, of course. And they're just they're just they're just a product of their time. Yeah. And you know, and they thought, oh yeah, Robin Hood, that's a good thing to do. Totally. You know, and, I, you know, and we're going to change the world with our guns or something you know and uh and so they end up uh dropping these tapes off right and my old man you know went turned over the original tapes and anyway the long and short of this they threw his ass in prison wow and yeah over uh, yeah he was a uh, you know um um they call it protecting your source the issue was based on protecting your source journalists have a right to protect their sources yeah he felt that this was a, you know, take, you know, it was pushing it to the limit because it was a criminal case. Definitely. But, but free speech was a big deal for my old man. Very principled dude. It's amazing. You know what? Free speech is, is all that we have. It, it really is the last force. And just the fact that we can just sit here and talk about this now without mm -hmm. being censored. Oh yeah. It that's all comes from that yeah. right there. That's right. And people, and there's a lot of people over the years that had to put that battle up. Now he ends up in prison because there's a judge, a Nixon like judge going, I don't care what your contempt of court, we're done with you. Right. Yeah. Um, and so while he's in prison, guess who is his cellmate? Oh, wow. That's right. Timothy Leary. <laughs> Dooney, you know, it's another story. You can look up Timothy Leary, how he got caught in Afghanistan. And he was Dude, I, lived in, I lived in Laguna Beach. I know exactly who he is because he had a lab out there. So I know exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Um, anyway, so he ended up at the, it was ter Terminal Island. Uh, there was a federal prison there. I don't know if it's still there. I think it's been shut down. No censorship. That's right. No censorship. Um, which will be another issue we'll get into later. But so okay. Timmy, you know, I'm like in my teens now, right? When all this has happened, 13, 14, whatever. So I have to go, I, you know, I've got to go visit my old man in prison, you know? Because I'm hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, my old man's, you know, he's locked up, you know? We're going to go visit him now, you know? It's like, the fuck, you know? And so I show up, you know, and he, they have these tables and you go, and it was actually kind of friendly, you know? It didn't look like, you know, the, the guards, it wasn't anything you saw on television where guards were looking at you and all that stuff and checking what you did. So we're sitting at the table. It's me and my mother, you know, uh, my father, Timothy Leary. Wow. And I, and I now remember, I'm 14. I don't even know who the fuck Timothy Leary is. I'm just, yeah. this is Timothy Leary. Oh, hi, Timmy. And this is uh, Joe Bonanno, uh, the head of the crime family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe, <laughs> they're all, they became friends. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Prison buddies, right? So he's in for a little bit. You know, they're trying to, you know, prosecute him. Um, anyway, so, it, it, and now, again, I only know about these people later. Right. So in the moment, it's just nice guys, you know. And so Timothy Leary goes, hey, let me get you a Coke. I'm going to go get a coffee. You know, would you like a Coke? I'm like, no, I'm OK. Thank you. He goes, no, no, it's, it's on me. I'll get it. I'll get it. I really, you know, you know, I get in Coke. Uh, I don't know any type of drink you want. You know, I mean, you know, we got a vending machine and everything. I'm like, no, he goes, no, really, would you like? And I'm like, OK, OK, get me a goddamn Coke. Right, he won't have. He won't let me off the hook about yeah. having a drink. So he goes, disappears. We're still talking. A couple of minutes later, he comes back. He sits down. He's got his cup of coffee. He's drinking his coffee. 
and that's it. There's no coke. <laughs> There's no here's this drink. <laughs> he has. It's like not a part of the conversation. Wow. He's just sipping his coffee wow. as if there was never any of that interlude about would you like to have a coke, kid? Right. He Sid Baird in it. He like he Sid Baird in it. He like just just checked out. Like you know, <laughs> he was totally gone. And the joke wow. gets better because then uh, Bonanno dude gets yeah. up. And I'm probably mispronouncing his name. I'm always never good at Italian names. No, um, that's right. That's right. I'll is, tell you yeah. why in a second. Go on. Yeah, go yeah. on. So he gets up, goes to the vending machine, comes back. Guess who brings me a Coke? Who? Banana. Really? Banana. Yeah, oh bananas. He like hands me a Coke because he heard all dude. this. And, dude, and he dude. didn't even say anything. He just put it to me. Put it, and I was like, wow. You, you know, I'm drinking my Coke. And, and Timothy Leary just looks over. He doesn't even, it's like, hey. He, he's know? not even there. He's he dosed there, so man. much that he yeah. just doesn't even realize. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so we go out. So his wife was visiting too. Joanna, I believe her name was. She was actually a pretty well-known woman of the era. Yeah. A socialite, you know, who, uh, and she took me and my mother out a couple of times because we visit at the same time. And, 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 and the joke keeps on going on, um, or the story, but go back now. I mean, go forward about 20 years or whatever. And I'm at this party, Timothy's out, right? Long out, you know, yeah. um, he's now writing books and just being the center of anything he's, you know, I mean, the guy, you know, he dressed in all white, he had the white hair and, and we were at this club. Um, it was actually uh, some band playing or whatever. And it was, uh, I think, I think it was the Mayan. Remember okay. the Mayan in LA? Yeah, yeah of course. Just, just when it reopened. So it's the nineties when yeah. it re we got refurbished and all that. Yeah. And I see, it's like, Oh my God, it's Timothy Leary, you know? And so I've had a couple of drinks in me. So I casually Tell me he brought up. you a fucking Coke. Tell me he brought you a fucking Coke. I bought the Coke. <laughs> and I go up to Tim Leary. I just walk up through his, his, you know, entourage, whatever you want to call that. And I go, hey, I got you a Coke. Like, and he looks and he goes, oh, thank you. This oh is great. Thank God. you. Thank you so much for doing that. Oh and he goes, God. do I know you? I go, yeah, we met in Terminal Island. His face went white. That's a. I'm almost white with that one. Like that's that's fucking he, amazing. He he got, and he stepped back. Like you know, it's like he thought I was like. It's like I was gonna just take out a gun and go. I'm like, boom, yeah, put him away. Like he it was, was sleepers so, or something. That's right. Wow. He, he thought there was something going on. I have no idea. I just thought it was funny, right? You know, and this guy turns white and, and, and he does that whole thing. And then the, the, these guys come up and they ask me, they have to move away from Mr. Leary and all that. And I'm thinking, this is, this is your acid king. <laughs> you know, and now, now he's like thinking he's like some sort of celebrity guru something yeah. you know and he has an entourage and he has people to escort you away but i was good and i wasn't going to hurt them or anything like that i just thought it was kind of funny <laughs> so i said well goodbye and, and and years later i thought the idea that he thought i was gonna you know that that people were out to get him was probably good because he turned a lot of people in you know, to get free. You oh, know, yeah. He, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he became an FBI informant. And, wow. um, you know, and it, it really, uh, yeah, his little, all those people who helped him get out of prison or hide from jail when he was on the run ended up in jail because of him. Wow. Snitches yeah, get snitches, yeah. man. I hate to say it, but I know it's bad. The last thing you do is open your mouth, no matter what. And I know that's bad stuff, but it's just the truth. 
it, well, it, but the thing is, the thing is that the snitching he did was just the most cowardly type. Yeah. It wasn't like these people were bad people. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. You know, I mean, they were trying to help him because they believed in, you know, things like psychedelic drugs should be out there in the public, you know? Well, I mean, okay, if that's a whole different story. Like, at this point, they're totally, they, they realize the, the health benefits of, of uh, those such drugs, which is, is kind of good. He was totally ahead of his time. There's no doubt about it. But the Joe Bonanno thing, let's get to the Joe Bonanno thing really quick. Yes, tell me the connection there. I want to know. And by the way, if your guy's going to try, if you're going to send some people over to my house tonight, I'm locked and loaded. Just be careful. Hell yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Tell Joe, or, or I'll just pay for the Coke. I'll pay for the Coke, man. It's cool. It's cool. We're cool, right? Dude, I could hang out with you all night. This is just starting, you know? So, okay. Um, so, okay. Basically, I was in a relationship with a girl that was Italian and Puerto Rican, and I live with them. And uh, at one point, for like nine years, at one point, uh, I come home and I pull up and I see the whole Italian family like on the side of the road, like on the side of the house, screaming at the other side of the house with these like white, like Aryan looking fucks kind of looking like myself, just screaming at like, they're screaming at each other and I'm very peaceful, you know? So I get out, but I'm part of this Italian cult now. So I get out and I'm all, what's going on? And, and my chick looks at me and she says something like, oh, that guy called me, you know, a, a bitch or something or, or whatever. And so I just walked up to the guy and, and I, I, I actually went on this property. I go, hey, man, I don't know what's happening, but uh, did you call my, my chick this? And, and it just got really heated to the point where he's like, I'm an off-duty off -duty officer. He's like, if you come near me again, I'm going to lock you up. And I just looked at him and I go, you're also my neighbor. And I go, you know what? Back to jail. I go, I've been to jail once. I go, I'll go to jail twice just to knock you the fuck out. I told him that, and it was a problem. And so then he goes and gets a chainsaw, and it just it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger, for real. And finally, finally. Wait, wait. Did he put on a mask, like a hockey mask, when he came no. out with the chainsaw? Is this, no. is this, did this story just, this, this story went south real quick. He, this is real. He <laughs> had the chainsaw, and I looked at him, and I, I go, what are you going to do, man? Go ahead. Come on. Come at me. Come at me. It got crazy and so Whoa. then finally the way that it ended was the, the mother of the chick that i was like the mother of the chick that i was in the relationship with she runs out and she's the the italian <laughs> and she's all you better stop fucking with me you better stop fucking with us and then the guy's like why and, and she's like i'm i'm related to joe bonanno i'm related <laughs> to joe bonanno swear to god and as soon as she said that really? yeah wild. the cop just fucking took off he's like we're done we're done he's like, we we're done. Mafia, yeah, I know. <laughs> mafia out of there out of there and it was that over that is crazy yeah that is so, real crazy i don't know if yeah. that's true but it worked <laughs> <laughs> what a name to pick out i know <laughs> I'm related to, it's like, you know. So there's probably, there might have been truth to it, and that's why, because it was so random. Like, you'd have to really know your, you'd have to be watching documentaries like me, okay? And and this person didn't. I know she didn't. So I know that it was just the New York history, because they were from New York, and it was just, they came here. So, like, she had been there forever. So it was probably true, you know? And it, it stopped the problem. Anything could be true. That's exactly. the thing. It's like, you know, and, and, and the fact of the matter, the guy turned and took off with his chainsaw. 
went he back into scared. his house. By the way, that would have been that alone would have still unnerved me, right? I you know, guys like it. I got a chainsaw. I'm going yeah. back in my house now, like it's a normal thing. And a couple words changed it. Just hey, this these two like this guy's name just changed every. And then the guy saw it. it started adding up. He's like, oh yeah, look at them, look at them. They're from New York. They don't fit in here. They they're screaming in Italian, like <laughs> you know. I'm wondering what would be the equivalent of today. I mean, you know, you couldn't pull that today. No one would know who Joe is. I, know. I know. You know, the, the, the New York, you know, the New York mobsters of that era. I mean, gone. Yep. Gone. No memory of the names or anything. This you know, was 20 and, years uh, ago. And this even Gotti, even, even the, you know, the second generation of news making, you know, guys are third, I should say, because if you go back to Al Capone, but you know, Gotti, you know, nobody knows him. You know, if you're under 40, you're like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, they, 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 you know, in fact, and they haven't been able to come up with anybody else to this day. You know I mean? That's why you, I sometimes think, you know, maybe it's all over all those New York gangs or mobster gangs, you know, the mafia of that era is just kind of like dead and gone because who have you heard about? Nobody. Nobody gets in the news. Nobody's talked about. Nobody gives a fuck. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a sad thing. No, it's not. It's a great. It's thing. it's kind of <laughs> true. It's true what you're saying. I'll, and I'll I'll tell you why. I I have a friend that he he's in a band, a really like famous band. I'm not going to name it, but we played a show together. And one time we were hanging out afterwards, and he came up to me and he was like, we were kind of like drinking, and he's like, hey man, like uh, my dad's like real famous uh you know dea agent that took out you know pablo escobar and i'm like dude you're freaking full of shit you know you're just drinking you're drinking you're drinking you're drinking and then and i just i kind of entertained it right and he had told me it several times i entertained it i entertained it didn't i i knew it was bullshit so then one day i'm sitting here just watching some netflix and it was called dea under agent you know like underground and all of a sudden yeah. I see his friggin' dad on there and then I see little him and I'm like, and the whole thing was his dad took out Pablo Escobar. And I was like, holy shit. He was telling me the truth. And the fact that I didn't <laughs> believe him, I, it, I was an asshole. I was an asshole. Cause he was my well, friend. It just goes to show <laughs> you. And, yeah. I had a guy and you know, he was telling me that he took out Santa Claus and you know, and I was like, by the way, I believed him. I, mean, I just went with he that. Might have, you know. Where the fuck is he then? So, <laughs> yeah, you, know. Fuck, you know, if he took all the fat red man out, man, I, I don't want him coming in, <laughs> you know, I don't want to come into my place and take me out. So I'd be like, Oh yeah, you definitely, I believe it. I bought him a couple of drinks and said, Hey, here's the guy who took out the fat red man. <laughs> <laughs> so true bro it's so true speaking of like fat red fat red men i'm gonna take this in a whole different direction talk about donald trump he's orange uh, oh that's dude that's a whole well, let's just move on we're gonna skip over that yeah we don't have to yeah. talk about it. so how, I wanted, how about i ask you a question yeah what you got why did you get into this idea of you know alien life why what what was the impetus behind that what was something what, what set you down the road of saying oh there's something here man everything everything my, did, you, my, did, you, did my, you have an experience i would just say like a lot of things you know like my dad he would uh first of all just having my dad with this telescope just showing me at a very young age like look there's there's life there's stuff out there besides this second of all being in the ocean i know this sounds strange but but when you're in the ocean by yourself like either you know snorkeling or scuba diving 
and you're all by yourself and you see what a different complete world that is and whether it be a dolphin or a, a sea lion or a whale whatever you see out there it's so vastly different than what we are what what these what we have that I, it just makes me know that there is more of that elsewhere there's just no way that that there isn't and the fact that we've been under the skies of oh we're the only ones it's just some kind of weird cabal of just trying to shut everyone up of, of thinking about you know outside of the box but as an experiences i might have come on <laughs> confess who took you on a space ride come on tell us we want to know guys I, who wants to know he, he, we we know he, he you know he probably wasn't even abducted. They probably just gave him an e ticket. So here you go. Okay, this Get is line. A, this is a nightmare that I had one time for real. Oh, a it's, nightmare. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and it seemed very very real. And I'll tell you the story. So I was probably I had to be like fourteen or fifteen. I was living in my parents' house in Irvine, and it was about four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. And I remember that there was this dove. I, I, I don't talk about this. I've talked like about this to like three people. So just because you're a loose. All right, guys. All right. Let's, let's, this, is, this is the moment, man. Yeah. So, let's, get it down on, let's get it down on video. So, so I felt this like white dove kind of like just in the, like floating in the back of my pillow. You know, like there was a pillow and there was this white dove. But at that point, my conscious mind was kind of waking up going, why would there be a dove in my bed? At, you know, like I was waking up. And all of a sudden, when I, I, I felt like the, the reality setting in, then I felt like more energy focusing on that dove. Like it was getting more uh, intense for me to focus on that dove. And then at that point, the more I wanted to, the more I wanted to, the more I wanted to, I tried to like bust out. And when I bust out, then I just felt like something might have happened where yeah, there could have something beyond me could have could have happened. Or it could have been just one of these um, things that I saw that was called like a paralysis where you really are having a really, see, I've studied this, a really bad fucking dream, but the only one that can really get inside of your head is you. So I have a really active imagination or mm -hmm. yeah, I got probed by some, some aliens. Either way, it was Either way. an interesting night when I was 15, you know, and I didn't forget well, that. And I've only told a couple people that. So what about you? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. So white dove, right? So, you know, um, that's, I, I paint when I have some time on my hand and. Um, oh, shit, dude. You see that? That's the white crazy. dove. That's a, that's a theme. I use that a lot, um, you know, in some of my work. I don't. Um, What's it mean to you? It's interesting, uh, you know, because it's not so much, obviously it's a classic um, sim symbol, you know, for freedom and, you know, you know, you always see a movie, right? You know, and the doves fly, you know, and they send them off at the end or whatever. And there's something Comic. about, you know, or, or when, if you want, what are you, Jimmy Woo movies? What's his name? Uh, you know, he always has the, it's either doves or pigeons, you know? Um, oh yeah that are always flying in his movies. Uh, Face Off, remember, you know, the, the one, the, I think it's one of the few American films he made here uh, with, um, God, with- uh, Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage, thank you, and the other dude, uh, 
John Travolta. Yeah, Tra yep, John yep. Travolta was. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so doves fly, right? You know. Yes. But um, for me, it's um, it was almost like neither. How do you say it? It it it, it it's kind of like. I'm trying to find the right words for this one because kind of like an uh, unlocking of something, uh, something interdimensional, you know, the presence of something without really being able to articulate why that presence is there. Definitely. You know, you know, it's, you know, the white light, you know, come to the light, you know, and, Definitely. you know, and so, so for me, you know, um, it's not, you know, the white light is not that meaningful, but the dove represents something, a winged creature. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you think of winged creatures, you know, like angels. Definitely. You know, um, you know, so I've always felt that it had some sort of symbolism beyond just the most basic ones that we were familiar with. You know, some something, and I like to put it in, you know, um, different context. In other words, something where it's not cheery. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, and, you know, and by the way, I'm not a realist painter you know i don't I mean, it's more abstract and well that looked amazing that that like that painting like the one that you showed me a second ago it, it almost flashed me back to like can you can i see it one more time i know that's crazy oh, sure. again yeah, it's the only one I actually why, okay hold on hold on we're, we're walking over you can okay okay what the fuck okay do you see the head like wait it, it what it, is that a head of a person like yeah, below? yeah, well, I'll pull back. I can't see. Unfortunately, I can't see for you. Yeah, but so yes, it's a. It, it, you'll see that there's no face. Okay, now, now, so that's kind of like what I was describing. Didn't I say that? I said there was a white dove over my head. Didn't I say that? Yes. Okay. Oh no, that's why I went over there. Yes. Yeah. That's. By no the joke. way, again, audience, this was not pre-planned. No, that's freaky shit, dude. It's like so that's freaky shit. So, so that, yeah that kind of weird stuff and, and i do believe in that light stuff and i do believe in now why that, would that be on my wall that's that's weird and, man and a story that in a story that you just told that you said you almost told nobody before. and see that comes back to that interdimensional shit where i believe mm -hmm. that that stuff is real i do believe that it, it's more than just aliens i do believe that there are many dimensions and i do believe that we're aware of them but it's hard for us to label them and sometimes like I'll say it like when, when Brian, Brian Burge is skateboarding, right? And he's in the middle of like a, a good line of skateboarding and his mind is just in that zone. All of a sudden you start, you're not all, you're, you're not in this dimension. You're outside of your body and you're doing mm -hmm. things that are above you and you're just kind of believing in yourself. And that's where matter and reality all just kind of come into this clusterfuck of, of is it real you know <laughs> well well take a look you know this uh, you know here we go the science you know well the science is there i mean the science i mean you know string theory for example you yeah. know i mean you know th these are things that actually are being proposed by the greatest brains that we have right now and and the idea that our universe is the only universe and you know um Every, how many times have you heard the the black you know the, the, these black holes which we really have no understanding of mm -hmm. by the way i mean no matter what you it, they could put out tomes to it and it still means we have almost no grasp of what it means yep um 
And so within these, I mean, and the beauty of the black hole is it just allows these scientists, these uh, theorists and from philosophers to, you know, to physicists to just go ape with their imagination yep. with the language of math. You know, the, you know, I mean, the, lingu the language of physics and they all come back with the same thing. They all start, well, you know, our beginning of our universe might've been the end of another one, yep. you know, or some sort of interconnecting link because we are in a place where you have galaxies and within these galaxies, there are black holes and they're existing while we're existing. Yep. You know, they're not, they haven't destroyed everything yet that they might when they're all done with themselves, suck everything out of one place, all the light out of one, all the particles, all the, you know, elements out of one and just sh shit it out the other end and boom, you have a universe again, you know, and, and on and on. And are they happening at the same time? Definitely. We have so little understanding of that. You know, I always say this, like, you know, it's fascinating. We have a lot of issues on this planet, but what's, what's really crazy to me is it's 2020. I mean, you know, we're actually- yeah, 2021, right? Well, you know, thank you for reminding me. We I'm missed just an old year last dude. Year. I don't remember stuff like that. No, we what missed last year. It was all, it didn't happen, bro. Do you know, we're, you know, the whole thing about, you know, that was the whole big thing. It's like, we're going to have to be in the new millennium. Yeah. We are well past the being in the beginning of the new millennium. You know oh, I mean? It's right. like, we're in the second decade. Yep. We just, we're starting the third. You know what I mean? And here we are still dealing with the same bullshit i know we've been dealing changed yeah it's like it's it, and it's not we we didn't guys i know everybody's thinking yeah what about the flying cars no no and there are some <laughs> flying cars by the way but no i'm i'm just talking about you know just basic things you know i mean how come we can't get over things like systemic racism i mean 100 percent is that how really difficult is that do you know what i mean why are asian people being attacked Okay, dude. At all? Okay, bro. Like, okay, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm oh, wait, you got a song? Honest. Okay, gonna... song time. Everybody, sit no, down. No, no, brother, brother Lewis. Okay, I, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a fucking another show after this, and and you okay. might like. Ooh, if that's right. You gotta wait, go. You, like, you might have to fuck. Like, so my next show was about this racism, and this is another thing. You see this? And I know it's backwards, but you can read fucking backwards. It says racism. It's okay. And it's it's all that. Oh, wait, are you doing a show after this? Yes, and like you're gonna stay. Do I have to stay up to watch? Well, okay. So this is it. Check this out. This is for real. So in six minutes, either way, we have to get off because yeah, yeah, we need to get off because this needs to be recorded. And if it's not, then it's lost. No, no, I understand the whole IG way. Yeah, the bullshit way. But um, I'm dude. We just hit the the iceberg with you. So it's like. I would come back. We have other. We'll do this again. How about that? Okay. Okay. And if any and if any of you out there have any questions, fire away. Submit, yeah, fire, fire away. Submit them for our next discussion. Yeah. And we'll hit. We'll hopefully be able to get to them. Totally. There'll be so many. We know there'll be so many. No, it's anyway, true though. Listen, look, look, I, th I think the best way then is because you got to prepare for your next one. So why don't we just say to be continued? How's that? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Well, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, man. I, like I said, it's, uh, we got four minutes. I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. Ask me one more question. What's your alien experience? Like, like what's, what convinced you?
Ah, see. We were all waiting for that. I was thinking, like, and you waited till the last three minutes. That's, dude, that's why I want another hour with your ass. <laughs> Everybody wants to get me a Coke, by the way. And, and, and by the way, <laughs> hold on. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Let me see if I can do this right. <laughs> I, got, I got my own Coke. See? That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's like sometimes I'm looking for the, uh, the other ones there's a oh okay they're all i had another one that said greg's dope coke oh there it is I found it yeah well well <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> all right so <laughs> so coca by the way coca-cola corporation provided those to me so nice this is sponsored yeah. by coca-cola tonight oh yeah yeah i i have connections <laughs> i have connections for 50 dollars, you could have connections too It'll make you holler make you holler <laughs> all right so listen I, I i it would be a longer story but let's just put it this way uh when i was really young and i lived in the east coast um for a brief while i was out in ipswich and i was like four or five years old and um, I was found wandering the beach. You know, they came look at night, like at some weird late hour. There were people with flashlights and all that stuff. And I was just standing there. They said, I was just told this, that I was just standing, staring at the ocean water in my PJs. You know, that I had left. I had a, to, to get to the beach was, you know, it wasn't that great, but it was like, five or six blocks of a walk, you know, to get from where we were living to, to the, the beach there. And, um, you know, and I was just staring at, they said, I was in it like, and there was like, were you sleepwalking with it, everything like that. But I was like, I don't know why I was there, but there's a, as I said, there's more to the story and we'll have to pick it up in our next episode. Definitely, man. I'm all about it. Straight up. That was amazing. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I, you got to get prepared for your next one. Yes. Again, I'll say goodbye for now, but we'll talk again. Thank you so much. Three Greg, everybody, Greg Lewis, give it up for Greg Lewis. Thank you. Fucking amazing. All, All right, right, brother. Take care. You take, take it care. easy. All right. So I'm going to end this with, uh, we were talking about one of his bands that he liked was uh, Ed Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. I could talk to him all night, guys. And I might do another show about racism, I'm not sure, but we have like about 30 seconds to, to go. Thank you guys for freaking listening. That guy was amazing. We got along way too well. <laughs> so, you guys are rad. Aliens are real. Peace and love, peace and love, guys, peace and love.